and then I got bored, and then I started smoking weed at work. <laughs> I don't think anyone should do that, but it actually it changed up my whole game because by that point I was working on Celebrity Deathmatch. Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> they did have blood in Celebrity Deathmatch. And we were on season, I don't even know what season it was, but I was like, you know what this show needs? Blood. Welcome to the WWSD podcast. Weekly, we share discussions with interesting and creative people. We are sponsored by Collector's Maze. You can check them out at collectorsmaze.com for all things related to Phantom. I'm your host, Josh, and as always, I'm joined by my buddy, Seamus. How's it going, Seamus? Yeah, everything's great. Uh, who, who do we have on tonight? Yeah, yeah. Tonight, we actually have a very special guest. I'm proud to introduce Greg Zajic. You might recognize him if you're watching the video, but he portrayed a awesome character on The Boys. He was Homebanger, the porno parody of Homelander during season two. Greg is also a filmmaker and works as a visual effects artist and post-production specialist. Greg, it's a pleasure having you on the podcast. How's it going? Great. It's great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks a lot for coming on, Greg. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Right on. You want to tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you got into um, acting and, uh, and visual effects and everything that you do? Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, geez, you know what? It all started way back when I was a wee, wee, wee child. I don't know. I had this idea that I was like, fuck what everyone wants me to do. Um, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And I, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make it work. And people are like, man, you can't like you can't be an actor. You, you can't watch cartoons for a living. You know, you can't <laughs> write, you know, fart jokes for a living. You can't do any of that stuff. And I was like, watch me. Man, I, I don't know. I just dedicated my whole life to <laughs> I dedicated my whole life to trying to just be the cool guy that if I was to like, you know, fast forward in time from when I was eight years old to like when I was 40, I was like, do I like that guy? Like, yeah, I like that guy. <laughs> Like I want to, I want to drive a Hot Wheels, you know. I want to, I just want to be the coolest guy I could be for the eight-year-old me. I dedicated my life to that. I don't think other people should do that, but <laughs> kind of, uh, what kind of things were you being pressured into? Like, what kind of like life choices and stuff like that? Oh man, like I don't know. Yeah, like a lot of it was just like get a real, get a real, get a real job, be a, a teacher. <laughs> you know, it, you need a pension plan. You need, you need, uh, you need stability. You know what I mean? And that was kind of like, oh, com- go to get into computers. And and I was like, man, I don't want to, computers are going to destroy the world, is what I was saying back then. <laughs> and computers, the downfall of society. I'm going to do something else. We both work in tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I work, I, you know, that's what I do. I spend all okay. my time. <laughs> so what, what did you go to college for? I, I went to college for, originally, I went for business and uh, communications. And then I was like, man, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't even know, I don't even know what I'm going to do with this degree. So I switched over to do editing. I went to a, a film editing program at the International Academy of Design in Toronto when it was here. It's not here anymore. Yeah, man. And then I, I learned how to do like film editing. And when you're in uh, high school, were you doing anything creative? I think you were doing drama. Yeah, yeah. I was going to a special art school mm-hmm. on a, like a five-year drama major. Oh, okay. I actually failed my final year of that because <laughs> I, was, I was like, fuck the system. I'm going to do things my own way. And I said, there was this other program I was in too, or this, this class that I took too, which was 
It's called information design, which is basically like visual effects and stuff. That was the first class I ever failed in high school. So it's interesting <laughs> that these classes that I that I failed in high school are kind of the things that I excelled at later in life. I was like, oh yeah, you fail me? I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you what. Happened. Why do you think you failed? Were you just bored? Like high school is such a weird time. Yeah, definitely. Where I was like trying, I was going like, why are these rules like? You know, I'm, I'm taking this course and I was like, why is the final exam this? Like, this isn't a test of my abilities as an actor. Like, you're trying to test my abilities as a writer. And that's not what I'm, it's not what I'm signing up for. Like, I, I want to be an actor. So I was like, teach me the film acting. They're like, no, you got to write this monologue. And I was like, I don't want to write it. And, and, and it just kind of like, and I was such a hothead, you know, and I, like looking back, I'm like, man, that probably wasn't right. <laughs> I could have written it. You know what I mean? It's just out of spite. I was like, this isn't, I don't want to do this. And uh, I just, I just too, <laughs> it's just too big. You're just like a, a rebel. Everything is bullshit. Like, fuck all of this. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I was a teenager. Everyone, everyone kind of like that. Weren't, weren't they? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like everyone was kind of like oh, no, I tried to break the rules as much as possible, especially uh, I was doing a lot of animation in high school. And so like my projects, I was like, all right, this is the bare minimum they want me to do. But I want to do like all this other goofy shit on top of it. So let me do it my way and still like still get the grade. Yeah. That's it, right? That's it. I did say it like it was like English classes. I, I was like failing and oh, it wasn't English. I don't remember what it was. There was a class that I was like not doing well at. And I was like, uh, I like I was what was I doing? I was like smoking weed, smoking out, like smoking cigarettes, smoke, skipping class. And then I would, I'd be like, shit, I'm failing. So I would like halfway through, I would go up to the teacher. I'd be like, hey, listen, I, you know, I just I realized that I'm doing terribly. And I was like, man, my acting really came. I was like, I'm doing terribly. And I just <laughs> I feel terrible. But is there anything I can do to like, and she's like, I don't know, Greg, you know, I'm really disappointed. I really thought you were going to like, well, wait, what if I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll read Catcher in the Rye. And instead of doing a book report, I'll write you a song about it. I'll write a song about it. <laughs> she's like, all right, all right. And then I passed the class because I would do this stuff. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So it would be like, you know, I would I would pass these classes a lot of the time just by going in and going, hey, you know, oh, I'm changed now. You know, I slacked off the first little bit, but now I really want to try. And they would be like, yeah, let's. OK, sure. Now, did you have problems with college when like you're I'm sure that approach didn't work in college too well? <laughs> no, in college. You know, what's funny about college was uh, I took it really seriously. I did. Oh, okay. I, really good grades in college when i went for film like film editing i was like this is this is my jam like this is amazing i graduated top of my class almost a perfect gpa it was me versus uh one of my one of my best buds simon and it, and it was like him and i were like neck and neck the whole time just trying to beat each other i think he beat me by like 0.1 or 0.01 gpa what was it about the uh the, the film editing that took you oh man when I was a kid, we used to have, they used to have like the super, super channel or something. All they would do is they would play trailers, movie trailers all the time. And uh, I would put this channel on and just let these movie trailers play over and over and over and over. And I would feel like I, I, I would watch these movies. And sometimes I see these movies and these movies are terrible, but the trailers are just so good. Like the music, like the voiceovers, all this stuff. And I was like, when I'm, when I grow up, I'm going to make all my money cutting movie trailers. I mean, I, I thought like you shoot them. I was like, oh, I'm going to shoot movie trailers. And, <laughs> and I was I was like, I'm going to do this. And then I, it was like the first project I think I did was a movie trailer. You get to choose a movie and, and do a trailer. And I did Army of Darkness. That was and I was like, OK, I cut it. And I was like, give me goosebumps. I was like, oh, man, this is like <laughs> love. This. this is so great. And then I kind of took that passion 
to editing. And I was like, this is amazing. And I, like, I wanted to be an actor, but I also didn't want to jump through the actor hoops. Like I, I wanted to be an actor on my own terms. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be an editor. And then if I'm an editor, then I'll be like hobnobbing with the directors. And then I'll be able to like work my way in as an actor. I don't have to audition. Doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> different departments. They're yeah. done at different times. <laughs> So you, you were you're 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 trying to be a rebel in the film industry too, huh? I was trying to I was trying to rebel my way into everything. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna do this my way. <laughs> Industry's like, yeah, like hell you are. Yeah, well, what are you gonna do? So after college, would you get a job right away in the industry, or did you have to like kind of like bust your like balls for a while? Um, I want to say oh, I had to you know work really hard to get my first job. I didn't like I got a job <laughs> real quick, which was. Amazing. Like it was amazing. Did you just have a good reel? My, yeah, my reel is okay. Like I look at it now and I'm like, oh man, how, <laughs> you know, at the time, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it was okay. I like, I, I sat down, I really like dedicated this, this reel to uh, this company. You know, I designed, I designed this logo animation for them and I did all this stuff and I did all my like movie trailer cutting stuff. And there was, I did a, do you guys remember Jolt Cola? There, there was something called Jolt yeah. First Energy Drink. And I, I did a, commercial for jolt cola it was like i had these two kittens and i, I played this video it's like this guy he's like he's, he's he's leaving his apartment and he knocks over his jolt cola and it like spills and it pours into like uh the cat's dish and the cats come and they drink it and they free they go crazy they're just fighting and it really was just like a video of just you know filming cats doing wild shit right i didn't really give them jolt cola it was milk they they saw this commercial and they were like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. We love cats. You're hired. <laughs> that's kind of like it's kind of how it went down. I was like, oh, that's fine. And I worked there for like I think a year and a half or something. Yeah, it was it was okay. It was okay. It was like short format stuff. It was commercials. Yeah, it's all right. You just get bored of it. No, the company went belly up. Oh, <laughs> the company went belly up, and I ended up going. So I ended up going and just like applying for jobs around, and I ended up getting a job as a lip sync artist lip sync artist okay. and this is like this is like they give this to the bottom the bottom of the bottom compositors they're like okay lip sync artists and they brought me in for a show called jojo's circus and my job was to basically break down the phonetics of the actors voices and then like sync the mouth kits with these characters and i was so good at it that i was just like blasting through it and i kind of jump like i'd run out of work they'd be like okay well you can you can do some visual effects we'll teach you visual effects i'm like all right all right now we do that and i was so good at that that i was like i want to learn particles and then they're like oh particles like oh you i'm gonna do all this stuff and then i got bored and i started smoking weed at work (laughs) i don't think anyone should do that but it actually it changed up my whole game because by that point i was working on celebrity death match have you seen this yeah yeah, of course (laughs) they didn't have blood in celebrity death match and we were on season, I don't even know what season it was, but I was like, you know what this show needs? Blood. And I started doing blood and I would sneak these shots in to the screenings and the executive producers would see these shots and they'd be like, we want blood in the show. You know what? <laughs> so they put the blood in the show and I was team blood. It was just me and one other person doing all the blood effects. And they marketed the show 33% more blood. And I was like, this is it. This is like... I'm 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 doing my thing. Like this is so much fun. Fucking team blood. <laughs> team blood. That's where it all. That's team blood blazing in the office. <laughs> I was stoned. I was team blood. My supervisor came up to me one day and said, "Office, come with me." Went in the office with him. He's like, "I don't know what you're doing." 
for keep it up. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> the lunch, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a good time. It's a bad, you know, don't do this, kids. Kids, if you're up there yeah. and you're listening, or or do it. I mean, I don't know. What do I know? I don't know. <laughs> it's legal a lot of places. It's legal here now. So. Yeah, worked out for you. you uh, where are you now? We're in Toronto. Oh, we're in Toronto. It's, it's, me, it's me and Venom. Venom is, we're in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just like marijuana shops are like there's more than starbucks there we have more marijuana stores than starbucks right now i don't even smoke weed anymore and they're everywhere it's like it went it became legal i was like done no longer fun <laughs> you know you don't mess with edibles either no no <laughs> i got old er and uh and it was just like it just hits me different it was like i remember when i was younger i used to i used to really like I had a I had a friend who was big into like the reggae scene. She had a lot of Jamaican friends and she would get me Jamaican cess. And everyone's like, oh, Jamaican cess. It's basically oregano, right? But uh, it was so good. I like it. It was just like chill. Da, da, da. And I remember I went to BC and I and I was like, I was like, ah, I smoke, I smoke weed. And I, I smoked a joint in BC and I was like, I'm gonna die. I'm <laughs> just <laughs> sweating profusely. Oh man. Yeah. I was shaking. I was like, oh, oh, am I talking? Am I talking out loud right now? I was like, what is happening? I'm like, guys. Monologuing. <laughs> Do I even I, exist I, anymore? I like, basically, I like the weed. I like, I like the stuff that, that I don't feel. The chill, yeah. <laughs> but eventually I was like, oh, I guess that's really just being sober. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you with the, the yeah. weed. Too much. It's a toss-up. I don't need it. I was team blood. I used yeah, it. Team, yeah. Now, now full blown heroin addict. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, doing porn. I'm doing porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> porn. Is- there's no, uh, there's no high like a good uh, porn shot, right? <laughs> you know? Yep, yep. Nothing like a ton of people. So after celebrity deathmatch, what was your next, uh, your next thing? Oh man, I moved on to. So I moved on to one of the one of the last Saw movies before they rebooted it. Cause they just rebooted, I think this year, it was like one of the, I think it was like, it was like one of the last ones. I don't even know. It was like saw 17. I don't, I remember. I, I like that you worked on something. You just don't remember which number it is. <laughs> there was just so many of them, right? It was like saw five or something. I forget. It was another, it was just like, it was just blood and gore and guts. And it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Team blood. Yeah. Team blood. It was team blood, but like team blood times a thousand. It was like photo real. what were you actually doing on the saw movie we're just doing the visual effects for it yeah just visual effects okay yeah 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 Yeah. it's like like, you're trying to figure out how this like when did when did he start becoming homebanger when is that (laughs) i'm like i'm waiting for the natural progression here of like all right i'm smoking a lot of weed doing celebrity deathmatch i started doing saw movies (laughs) but okay so so right around that point uh i got into a motorcycle accident it wasn't serious, but I was like, fuck, like, you know, I'm not going to live forever. And I was like, I really need to go back and just like do what I want to do. And what do I want to do? You know, I want to act and I want to make films. So I, I called up my buddy from college and we got together and we started making terrible short films. But we were making short films because, I mean, honestly, the best way to uh, become a director is to just become a director. Like, you don't know what you're doing. You just do it. Right? Write some scripts. Put yourself in movies, and that's kind of what we did for. It worked for Kevin Smith, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so much fun. You learn so much. Oh, I bet, yeah. And it was around then. I think 
I, I had some buddies that they were part of an animation studio and they were starting up their own thing. They saw one of my short films, which isn't great. He was like, oh, I didn't know you did that. I didn't know you could edit and, and do all that stuff. Why don't you come and work for us? And like, I've been working for that animation studio for, I think, like 12 years now. Is that Solace? That's Solace. Yeah, Solace Animation. And it's wild. So it was like starting work for them. I was like, oh, you know what, guys? Like, I really want to follow this this whole dream of of acting. Like, I always said I was going to do it. And like dedicated so much of my childhood to like going there. I, I just started taking classes again. And I started just getting involved in the industry. Like, I did a lot of improv, did a lot of classes. But I had so much training already going into that. But I would go into these classes. I would pretend that I didn't know anything. Which is a, which is a great way to approach anything. Like even if you know something, you you approach a class like let's pretend every day is your first day. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I don't know anything. I'm here as a beginner with everyone else, and it's like you actually learn some stuff instead of sitting there going like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna act the shit out of these guys. You know? <laughs> so it was cool, and it was just like I got involved in in the industry, started making some contacts, and then I went to a school, and one of the teachers was like you're great. You need to get an agent. And I was like, really? Like, you think I should do this professionally? He's like, yeah. And then I was like, that's it. All right. I guess I'll try it. And I got an agent. I started doing, I did a ton of these uh, docudramas, like so <laughs> many, like so many docudramas. Like the, uh, you know, the reenactments. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like so many of those, like those are so huge for like, when you first start out, like you start as like a non-union actor, right. And you do so many docudramas. Like I'm a, I play a murderer and rapist and like so <laughs> many of these things, but it's all, I'm always playing those characters. And then it was like one day I, I booked something bigger. And then next thing you know, I'm asking my wife, it's okay. I'm like, is it okay? Is it okay? I'm doing porn in this audition. <laughs> that, are you okay with this? She's like, what? What is it for? And I was like, it's for the boys. And she's like, yeah, okay, it's for the boys. Yeah, I'm okay with that. What about, can we look forward to like a, a home banger spinoff series? You know, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny that you say that. And like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like nothing official, right? Nothing official. And like, you know, who's, who's home? Home is in the show for like, you know, a minute, but he makes a huge impact. Like, I love that character. It's so much fun. And it was so much fun. Just as like to be the actor that plays Homebanger was such a blast because the fans <laughs> went fucking nuts. They went nuts. Yeah, you're, you're set for life. Like, oh man, it was amazing. Like, I was like, man, this is like, I worked my whole life to get to this point. If I never act in anything ever again, <laughs> you know what I mean? I did it. I was Homebanger. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, I'm still Homebanger. I still do like people like, oh, do birthday wishes as Homebanger to my mom. <laughs> and it's a blast like it's it's a lot of fun what's crazy is that with solace and i think i'm allowed i think i'm allowed to talk about this we're we're working right now with seth rogan and uh evan goldberg on like an, on an animated thing oh wow. so i was like so i was talking to i was talking to my my co-workers my uh executive producer my producers and stuff and i was like guys do they know that homebangers doing the visual effects for this this thing because we should hey guys homebanger spinoff animated series let's do it let's do it so like we we do sit down sometimes and go like okay what would it be what would it be about what would it be about and so you know we kind of we're thinking like why not just pitch something who's homebanger you know? <laughs> who is this guy let's 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 dive deep who's he really deep down inside you know he's a deep diver yeah 
He's definitely <laughs> <a driver>. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm assuming they haven't called you for season three yet. Yeah, I don't think they're going to call. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe they did. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe you could expect to see Hillbanger season three. I don't know. They didn't call me, but I'll tell you what. They should have because, <laughs> because because Eric Eric Kripke, right? What's what's it, Eric? Anyway, the showrunner, he uh, he was posting about how they shot like, and they already shot the episode that like Homebanger would have been the best for, which is uh, Hero Gasm, right? And people were talking to me about Hero. They're like, oh man, they gotta bring Homebanger back, Hero Gasm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, they should because that sounds like something he would definitely be involved in. But man, they didn't call me. They didn't call me. I was too busy. I was too busy doing the visual effects on Seth Rogen. Obviously, they they, they knew you were way too busy. Yeah, we can't pull him off of off the stuff. He's look look at the, look at the visual effect. He is Team Blood. He is Team Blood. Doing... Who's who's gonna do? Who's gonna make the blood look realistic in this? Yeah, you know, they're like we can't afford yeah, the... to lose him to that. So I was like, you know what, guys, that's okay. That's okay. I forgiven, forgiven. But I am doing a spinoff. I will uh-huh. write a, a pilot for that. Not all heroes wear capes. That's true. That's Did true. you get to keep on the costumes at least? No. Oh. And that costume was awesome. I actually had to buy like, so so I'm on so I'm on cameo, which is which is hilarious. It's so fun. It was it was like cameo. I forget what happened. Like cameo reached out to me or somebody, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll sign up for it. And like they approved it immediately. Like yeah, home banger, of course. And I was like, okay. <laughs> And then people like people were like, yeah, cameos, like send me cameos. So I actually had to go and like on on uh, Amazon, I bought a terrible Homelander <laughs> costume. Like I like a Halloween I, costume, not terrible. I ch- yeah, and I, I got the worst one that I could possibly get. <laughs> At least it makes it more like a porn parody that way. It's so funny. Like it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like because I also got to get my wife to zip me up every time I do it. <laughs> Yeah, can you get a zipper? And like, I have like a two-year-old too, so it's like, and she sees me walking around, she loves me. Yeah, yeah. But it's so inappropriate. Sometimes yeah. she makes like, appearances in my in my <laughs> videos, and I'm just like, this is very inappropriate. But here she is. Here she is. It's uh it's a wild time, man. What's the weirdest cameo request you've gotten? Oh, I okay. So I got a cameo request from a porn company. Mm. We're like, all right, this is what we want you to do. We want you to, and they like, they like mapped it out. They like gave me a script and everything. They're like, we want you to pitch Seth Rogen, uh, Evan Goldberg. You're sitting on a couch, you're saying, guys, you know, this is all the reasons that you need to release soup porn. This is the reason you guys need to release it. And, that, and it was just like this. And I was like, I think at the time, because like Apple takes like, 40 per 50 per like they take a lot they, they, oh, wow. if you book through the app they take a lot of your cut uh from any app as far as i understand so it was like nothing and i was charging like i was already charging like maybe 20 bucks like i was charging so little because i was like i just want to be accessible like you know I, i'm i'm not will smith you know what i mean i'm i'm home banger you know, I want to be accessible. So I was like, I'm going to go super cheap for this. So I was like 20 bucks or 25 bucks or something. I was like, I looked at the amount. I was like, these guys are going to, these guys are going to pay me something like $15 to like, <laughs> to, to do like, and I was like, no guy. And I was, this is the only cameo I ever said no to. And I was like, no guys, like, if you want that, you got to contact my agent because there's no way, 
there's no way you're a porn. Like you guys make more money than anybody. And like, no, no, <laughs> you know, did you end up it, doing it? I think also I could probably get sued for that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say which company. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I just mean like if, if I had done it for them. Oh I'm yeah. Like, there here. Come on guys. Release soup porn. <laughs> I wonder if they'll do it. You think they'll do it? They should do it. <laughs> we filmed a lot more. We filmed a lot more of those scenes. Really? And they're pretty fantastic. <laughs> like awesome, awesome bad porn. Uh, the director actually filmed it because like originally we were actually, when we were cast for it, they cast us based on how badly we could act, right? So you do this. <laughs> can you, like, can you, can you be a worse actor? Can you be bad? Can you just, just give it to me like a terrible, terrible porn scene? Like, okay. And, and you do it. And they're like, oh, that's, that's, that's great. And that, and that's, you, you book it and we get on set. And we're doing it and we're doing it like bad porn. And the director was there. And he's like, guys, no, listen, I want this to feel like I want this. You know what? Don't don't act bad. Don't act like this is bad porn. This is this is real. You know, this is like, OK. So we're like, and I was like, OK, I guess we're acting serious. And then I saw the scene and I was like, that's not serious. Like, I'm like, I got this this face and I was like, oh, my God, I was laughing so hard. I was like, that's not a serious face. I don't really make that face for anything ever. Your wife's back there, like nodding her head. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like, that's the face. That's I love you. That's Greg's O face. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good time. <laughs> like, did it feel like like an actual porn set, or was it like still like a movie set just set as like a porn set? Oh man, it felt like like I mean, I don't really know. I don't know what a porn set feels like, but I was like, this is. This is almost this is almost porn. Like this is this is pretty close. I was like, like this is this is like softcore porn. That's that's what this like, you know, it's like there's there's something separating us, but it's like almost nothing. Almost nothing. Like this is like, yeah, this was like, I don't know, I don't know how my wife is gonna deal with this after. I was like, man, this is this is something. But it's also weird because then, you know, you got a camera guy there. you got the, your assistant director there. you got the assistant camera guy there. you got the director there. you got the script supervisor there. And they're all just, <laughs> okay, okay. It's a high-budget porn at this point. It's not like low, low budget. <laughs> it was. It was. And then it's like, it was like a room. It was a room in the, in the studio, right? It was like a room they built. So the, how the scene starts is I actually have to come into the scene. And I say, what do I say? I say, uh. I, I come in and I say, <laughs> I'm gonna say, I was out on patrol and got a call and, and got a call for help. Someone in need of dick. And that's how the whole <laughs> thing starts. So I bust through this, this door, but the thing is it's a close set, right? So all the crew is standing outside of this, this set. And every time I have to reset, I have to stand outside and all the crew is just sitting there. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, just stay. I gotta be, I gotta be in porn right now. But it's it's weird, man. It's like we just gotta like jump into it, right? You gotta jump into it. You can't even think about it. You're just like, I'm doing I'm doing porn. That's it. Here, let's go. Let's do it. it it's it, it's interesting. You should try it sometime. It's weird. Yeah, I've been uh I've been thinking about getting into porn myself. Yeah. yeah, times aren't times aren't that tough yet, but well, <laughs> I need to. I I I think I could uh, I think I could serve a very specific niche. There's a need for everything. Yeah, porn. right. Yeah, there's a need for everything. Have you had any actual porn companies reach out to you though about possibly doing porn after seeing that kind of thing? 
No, actually. Okay. No. Well, I mean, except for that one, except for that cameo. But like, no, no, no porn companies. Maybe they just don't know how to get a hold of me. I don't know, guys. <laughs> if porn companies, if you're listening, you know, you can reach out. Yeah. My wife's number more, more than fifteen dollars. <laughs> They're popular in the porno production community yeah, so they're all listening right they're all like you know, yeah yeah this is our chance this is how we finally get a hold that'd be funny as fuck like this is how you get into porn <laughs> just doing a podcast talking about doing a fake porn imagine yeah. imagine it's like and then i, I just am homebanger it's like that's the show the spinoff is homebanger porn like that's that's the spinoff show there it literally is just me doing porn <laughs> send it to rogan yeah <laughs> it's like you guys want to produce this it's pretty good it's good <laughs> You know, I'll make, I'll make sex jokes. I'll make sex jokes in it. It'll be a good time. You can write them for me. I mean, do you, do you want to get into more serious type acting? I mean, I know you did a couple different roles and all prior to Homebagger and looks like afterwards as well. I mean, I'm happy to take almost, I want to say I'm happy to take almost anything, but I'm happy to take almost anything. Like anything that comes my way, I'm happy to like, you know, like go for it, try it out and stuff. What I think is really cool about, you know, this whole backstory that we, that we were like, oh, man, like, here's my whole life story about how I was college and da, 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 da. But what's cool about that is I got to become a creator. So I make stuff, right? And because of that, it's like I'm always writing something. I'm always this and I'm always this and I'm always this. And so getting scripts and like reading scripts and reading for parts that maybe I'll never get or whatever is really interesting because – I can take all of that and put it back into all my work. So even just auditioning all the time is such a place to grow as a creator. That's cool. So it's like right now, I think we're, we're working, like I'm trying to put together a, a feature film script and like with solace, we're working on two shows. Like we've teamed up with rare Americans. This, this band is making some waves out there right now. And we're developing a TV show with them so I'm doing a lot of writing on on that stuff. We're doing a lot of development. So it's like, yeah, and I'll take I'll take any acting. The problem is that it's always like like I'll read a part and I'll be like, man, this would be so cool to get. But at the same time, will I be able to even do it? Because do will I have to choose between do I want to be an actor or do I want to be a creator? Right. So it's this kind of weird line Struggle. that I'm, I'm going like, oh, I want this part, but if I don't get it, it's okay. So it's, it's weird. It's like, I, I guess it's, it's kind of tough too, because I'm like, oh man, if I had that hunger, would I get more stuff? Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's a good lead into to this next question. Um, so if you had like perfect world, you, you know, wave, wave the magic wand or whatever, what, what would you want to be doing every day? Like what's, what's the thing you enjoy the most? Oh man, oh, that's, that's tough. That is tough because again, it's that fine line, right? It's like, I would love to be show running, but then also be able to to do some acting as well in a show that I'm I'm working on creating. I love writing so much. Like writing is is so much fun, uh, and I really really enjoy it. And sometimes I think I might enjoy it more than acting. But the problem is that it's like you get doing one thing right, and you're doing one thing all the time. Like there was a time in my life when I was like, man, if I can work on horror movies as a visual effects guy. That's it. I've I've done it. And then I did it. And then I was like, okay, I mean, that's okay. That's okay. But like, I want something else now, right? I want to try something else. 
so it's it's weird it's like as soon as you fulfill that one that one thing that you really want to do like oh man i would love to work on there there was a big goal was like i want to work on like like a big show and like be a character on a big show that just people will just go crazy about and then it it happened like it's crazy because it is such a like it's such a tiny little part but it's it, it got so much traction and i was like oh man I, I really got to get a taste of that for a bit and i was like and that was a lot of fun like that was a blast do i want that for the rest of my life do i want that attention for the rest of my living days like, i don't know i don't know it's fun but what's fun about it is that it stops and you can go like oh that was a good time and now I can focus on doing this other stuff. But I mean, I can't even imagine, like, I have friends who, who've been, you know, in the spotlight for a while. And it's like, for me, when that goes away, it's like I can move on and I get my value from other things, like making stuff. And I'm like, oh, it's exciting because I can make this thing. But like, I have friends that like, when they're not working, their whole sense of worth is, is gone. And I'm like, man, that's such a bummer. And eventually it will happen, right? Especially in acting. I mean, it's like, eventually you won't be acting anymore because you'll just kind of age out. Right. And at that point you go like, Oh man, I've like, I've invested my entire life into that. And now what do I do? You know, what do I do? Right. And you, you don't, you don't really need anybody else to create, especially with writing. Right. Yeah. Although, although I do have some, I think it's, I've written a lot by myself for a long time. And just recently, one of the, one of the guys at my studio, Lou, he's one of the owners of the studio him and I write, it's like this tag team writing we do. It's, it's like fire. It's like pouring gas on fire, just how we uh, riff with each other. And like, we work on these characters and we develop these stories. Like we started coming up with a, a concept, I think like three or four days ago. And like, we've already beat out the entire universe that we're creating and like <laughs> how the tech works and like, who are these characters and what makes them interesting. And then like, I was like, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't have time to be, do the beat sheet. And like he came, he came in this morning. He, he gave me like like a, a first act beat sheet, and I gave him like the second act beat sheet, and it all kind of like works together. And like so much of that work is removed when someone else can be like, "Here's something to inspire you," you know what I mean? So it's like working with someone else, like a writing with someone else, is so much more filling than like just sitting by yourself, like laughing at your own jokes. Like this is that's great. Is that no one's here? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's good. Yeah. No, that, ma- that makes a lot of sense. That's cool. It's just fun to call out. Yeah. So you, you seem like you value kind of like freedom and like in growth then, uh, as opposed to like, kind of like just, just like sitting in any one particular creative medium. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of been like that. Like my whole life has just kind of been like, there was a, there was a point where I was like, oh, I'm going to be a professional photographer. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And now, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, I'm going to, I want to learn editing because it's so cool. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm going to do writing. I don't do that. But then it's like later down the line, you're like, oh, it's amazing how, like there was a, there was a time I like released an EP. I was like, I don't do music. And I was doing like (laughs) electronic music for a while, but it was like later down the line, it's like, I start cutting, like there's a show called Gary and his demons. And I was cutting on that. And like, it was amazing how, you know, you can play something through like it's something that doesn't, that doesn't feel right and stuff. And you just go in, you're like, okay, you just feel it. You feel it like music, right? It just beats, it just beats. So you're like, da-da-da-da-da, boom, just there, it's there. And it's like a beat and it works perfectly. So you're like, oh, it's weird how all these little elements uh, all come together. And you you can use all of that to create. And acting's the same thing, right? It's like, you know, I was an editor 
for so long. So I know that it's like, oh, you know, you want to you do these match cuts. So it's like, you got to try to always do the same movements and stuff. And like, I was a cinematographer for a while on this TV show that I was doing. So it's like, I was doing, I was doing camera work. So it's like understanding the relationship between like the, the subject and the camera is really important. It's just like everything works together. And so all my hobbies are within the entertainment industry, which is really cool because it's like everything I do is developing every other skill that I'm working on. It's, it's really cool. That's, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So maybe it's like, maybe I'm doing, maybe this is the perfect world that I'm. Sounds like it. Sounds like you're in real resonance with uh, what you, what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, you know, there's definitely levels that, that I'd like to achieve. I'd like to get up to certain levels, but it's like, it's a lot of fun where I'm at right now. You know, I'm not making millions of dollars, but like I'm making stuff. There's something really cool. I mean, you guys are you guys are making stuff too, right? I mean, there's something yeah. really cool that you want to just want to make stuff. You know, you want to collaborate, especially like you have that freedom right now, where like as you said, like if you want to do editing today, you can do editing. If you want to do writing tomorrow, you can yeah. do writing. If you want to act the next day, like you you're able to like kind of just jump in between those roles, which is awesome. Like yeah. that's really cool. Like uh, you're able to experiment, not really beholden to anybody either. Yeah. And it's yeah, because it's like even my day job, like my they call your your Joe job. It's like I'm working with friends. It's I've I've kind of like there was a while there where I was supporting myself just doing like small acting parts in like the non-union world. And while I was doing that, I was helping them build an animation studio. And then by the time the pandemic hit, you know, acting kind of dried up a little bit. The animation studio just kind of blew up. So it's kind of this this interesting, like it ebbs and flows, like something will get busy and the other things will kind of die down for a bit. And then that thing will pick up and, and other stuff will die down for a bit. And you just kind of you just kind of go where everything's leading you, you know? It's nice for now. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the future as I get. I know you did mention this about like possibly like competing with yourself on certain projects. Like if you want to do acting or like writing, has that ever really happened or have you been able to like kind of keep them separated? No, man, it happened. It happened. It happened. And it's interesting because it's like, I talk about like this, this is like, I'm in therapy because of this project. I swear to God. It it was like, I I wrote something. uh, I started working with another writer on it. Then it was like, oh, hey, let's make this thing, but it's a short film. So, okay, let's turn it into a feature film. And it was like, got a whole bunch of people together and we made a film, which was great. And I was like, okay, listen, I can't direct this and act in it and edit it and do the visual effects and produce it. Like, I can't just, do, I can't do all that stuff. And he's yeah, like, it's impossible. My partner's like, no, 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 you got it. You got it. You got to be the actor. You got to be the director. You got to, I was like, I don't know. Like, this is a lot. And I was like, this is a lot. And it's kind of like, can I really devote myself to like these things and be able to like put out a quality product or am I just spreading myself too thin? Like, you got to do it. You got to do it. It's your vision. You got to do it. In the end, it's just a mishmash, right? It's kind of like, it's okay. It's okay. It, it's not what was on the page. Like I would have preferred to give it to somebody to make, you know, with money or something with other actors in it. I think it's more interesting to kind of see other people produce your stuff. I would love to play like a small part. Like I was saying before, like, you know, be a showrunner, play a small part so you can actually focus on like the piece. The project, yeah, yeah. But I, I did one of those. It was like, you know, it's like it's a vanity project. Like it's it's interesting because at the time you don't really think about it that way. You're just like, oh, I'm just gonna make this thing all by myself because we have no money and I'm gonna do it. So it's like, oh man, we saved so much money in post production and like post production's huge. You know, actors just like filled it with like a lot of actors I knew. 
it was like cinematographers, somebody I knew, producer, somebody I knew. It was like all my friends. Then you're kind of like, oh, man, you know what? You know what would have been good if I had chosen the best people for those positions and not necessarily the free people, just free people, because it's yeah. like, and it's like, if you have problems, you're going to ruin, you're going to ruin relationships and friendships. And it's like, as this producer, it was like my job to kind of step in and be like, okay, like we got to get this done. And someone's like, well, fuck you. Well, well how can you talk to me like that? Like, because we got to get it done. Like I, I have a whole bunch of people who are relying on finishing this project. And like my whole thing is I get things done, right? It's like, listen, you know, it's gonna be what it is. Like we whatever we got is what we got. It just gotta get done. And uh, a lot of people just kind of like waffle on stuff for a long time and it just never gets done. And uh, people don't people don't like to work for free and also have deadlines. I think it's <laughs> anyway, but it was like it was tough. It was too much, and I will never do that again. But it was like definitely bit <laughs> off way more than I could chew. Man, it was bad. It was bad news. The film was fine. Like we we went to like we went to England. We like won won an award in England with it. Uh, we won something in Toronto. But it's I still look at it and I go like, eh, it's not really, eh, it's not really what I wanted to do. Not really the vision. If you had the the money, would you go back and redo it, or just kind of just move to a different project at this point? Nah, I'd move to a different project yeah. for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Not that it wasn't a good story. Like the story was fine. It was just like it leaves a bad taste in my mouth now. You know what I mean? It's like, you're like, you know what? I learned so much from that. Like, I think yeah. that movie might've been the reason that I ended up getting like some decent union work, which was great. Uh, it, it led me to some uh, writing stuff. Like people, I was doing consulting people were like, how do you make a feature film? How do you do it? And I was like, okay, I guess you want me to tell you that's fine. I can tell you. But the thing was that as soon as you do it, like you were now, you were now the guy who did it. Right. It's like good, bad, whatever, like however your experience was, people look to you and say like, hey, you did it. And and you're like, did I? Did, oh, yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess I did, you know, but it's just it wears you out. It wears you out. Do you want to do you want to share what, what a film that was? Oh, it's called Loose Ends. Loose Ends. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah, it was. I think I think originally I'd kind of written it as like a stage play. It was just supposed to be about two people. It was supposed to be about two people stuck in a room together. And they both had lies that they were trying to hide from each other. It's like one person was an assassin. The other person was pretending to be an assassin. So it was kind of like, I'm, I'm this girl who's pretending to be a kidnapped victim, but I'm actually an assassin. And this guy is like, I'm a big mama's boy, but I'm pretending to be a tough guy to impress this girl. Who's it's, it's, <laughs> it makes sense when you read it. It doesn't make sense. Like which, which role did you play? Oh, I played the the mama's boy assassin. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I was I was imagining as a little girl for a second. Yeah, so. it's awesome. girl. shave the beard. I was like, did, did you play both? Was it a Eddie Murphy situation? Yeah, yeah, it was great. I played the both. I played everyone. That was the problem. I was like, I was producer, director. I played everyone. I was the camera guy. It was tough. It was tough. So yeah. when you do take on like, uh, cause you, you said you're, you can do like these multiple hats. I mean, do you ever feel like you're a little ta- too ambitious with something? You're like, Oh, I can totally do this. Or are you, you've gotten to the point where you kind of know better? Um, yeah. I mean, I still kind of do it mostly when it comes down to like, like visual effects stuff, when it's like visual effects stuff with, uh, with solace, solace animation, they'll be like, Oh, great. We want to do this thing. It's like this. And it's like this. And I'll be like, yeah, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, fig- I'll figure it out. And so a lot of the time I do kind of 
I just got to figure it out. But it's it's interesting because my whole career has been like that, where people are like, hey, do you think you can do this? And I'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they'll leave it. I'll go, I don't know how to do this at all. <laughs> I, uh, I work with a program called After Effects. I don't know if you guys are. are yeah, familiar. I know After Effects. But I've been playing with it. I've been playing with it. I've been using it for <laughs> 21 years or something stupid. Like, it's like so. Still playing with it though. <laughs> and it's like, there's still stuff that I, there's still stuff yeah. that I probably to learn but it's like a lot of times i just shut my brain off and it's like it's shortcuts it's stuff it's like i just i kind of know what i'm supposed to be doing and it's like you feel it out and it just it ends up there and like sometimes i do i'm like what what have i done like what have i done i don't like ah i get myself into this uh, but as soon as i shut my brain off and go brain just do it just does it right but a lot of the time i'm like man this is way too ambitious like what am i doing it's interesting you say like it's like uh, so you're, you're taking on things you don't know if you can accomplish. You you kind of have to become something more to to accomplish it, right? You have to like yeah. figure something out. And... Well, it's it's kind of like no, but like I don't know. Like I I feel like what I've learned from being like a, a filmmaker with no money and like talking to like I mean we we work with a lot of you know big names and like what I've learned is like nobody really knows what they're doing. A lot of people are just <laughs> like yeah, they just say yeah, yeah, we can do that. You know, somebody be like, hey, if I give you money, can you make this? They're like, yeah, yeah, we can make this. And then as soon as the money people go away, you're like, oh, my God, okay. <laughs> we got like, to make this. we got to make this happen. And somehow you make it happen, right? And yeah. I think there's something really cool to that. I was watching on Netflix, the movies that made us. Have you guys seen? Yeah. It's so good because a lot of it is that. A lot of it is just like, how are we going to do this? And then the charm ends up coming from having to having to make up for those those shortcomings, right? It's like, you got to figure it out. Uh, like the Back to the Future one is awesome because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, they shot so much of that movie with, um, with the guy from The Mask. I can never remember names when I need to remember them, but it'll come to me in the middle of the night. I'll wake up and scream his name while I'm sleeping. <laughs> and then they shot the rest of it with Michael J. Fox. But it's like, because they had decided to recast, they knew stuff that they were missing. They knew what was going to make it stronger and all this stuff. So it's like, they ended up getting so much more than they would have had they done it perfectly right the first time, which is super cool. Like it's such a cool way to go like, Oh yeah, there's, there's something really cool about not doing it right the first time and then having to fix it. And then you end up with something way better than you would have ended up if you had just done it like perfectly. Cause we, we often don't know what we don't know about something until we get in there. Yeah. Right? And so like, yeah. like going from there, like you, you can learn a lot that you wouldn't have probably learned otherwise. Especially if you're yeah. making up as you go, like that's the thing. Like yeah. those guys were making it up as they as they went along with it, and it's hard to predict everything. And sometimes shit happens, and sometimes you just got right, roll with it. Yeah, you got to just embrace it, right? And it's like yeah. you just got to allow it, because like I mean, anytime I've made like short, I've made a lot of short films, and like we made enough that we we're like, okay, we got to plan for all contingencies, man. And you will never, ever, ever be able to predict what's going to go wrong, and it will always go wrong. Oh yeah. And, uh, and you just can't predict it. And it's like, if you're, if you're just like trying to push away those problems, it's like, you're going to run into more problems. If you just embrace it, you go like, I don't know, figure it out, figure it out. I don't know. It just somehow <laughs> it works out, you know? Yeah, I usually call it like a fuck it attitude. Like some people just need to have that kind of fuck it attitude. Just <laughs> yeah. see what happens. Like what's, what's the worst is going to happen? Like, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. Screw yeah. it. Let's do it. Absolutely. Uh, creation seems like it's kind of like managing chaos anyway. Yeah, that's like yeah. sometimes call it wrangling kittens. <laughs> it's just madness. Hurting cats, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's madness. And uh, you got to embrace the madness. 
Yeah, especially for like creative endeavors, like, like a lot of times it's just sometimes magic happens because like she gets fucked up and oh, like yeah. you're not expecting it. And it's just like, oh, this is actually good, or this is better than I was expecting, or this is this works better. And it's like sometimes it just happens, which is awesome. Oh man, my whole life has been my whole life <laughs> in that left. It's crazy. Like it was like I was when I was doing like photography in high school, I took a bunch of film and like we had to develop it in the darkroom and stuff. And I was like, oh, this. This film got fucked up in the can, and so I'm going to throw it out. Someone's like, don't throw it out. Just see what's on there. And I developed it, and then it was like just one picture or two pictures that came out. But one of those pictures, someone saw it. was like, holy shit, this picture is amazing. It's just like a picture of a girl who's just sitting somewhere with like a, a, like a shadow going perfectly down her face. And then it went off to like win awards at like some <laughs> Kodak shows and stuff. And I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And the same thing is like we, I wrote a, a – I wrote a song. I wrote a song with my buddy uh, called Super Bass Man. It's on YouTube. You should check it out. Pretty amazing. If you like fishing, you're going to love this song. Uh, <laughs> but it was just like this dumb thing. We're like, you know what? We're going to, it's raining out. We're just going to make this song. I just made a song. But you know what? It's sunny today. Let's just make a dumb video for the song. We made a dumb video for the song. And then we released it. And it blew up. Like it blew up immediately. Like, I mean, I think it only has like 120,000 hits, but I mean, it's a song. Only. <laughs> it's just such a dumb thing, but it blew up. And then it was like, okay, next year, we're like, okay, we're going to make something. It's going to be this great short film. We made this short film and it was like, we put so much hard work and effort into it and it didn't scratch the surface of what that other thing did. And it was just like embracing just whatever, you know, the universe is just like, Hey man, you're bored. You're bored. You're kind of drunk. You're making a song. Man, that's true. That's like some true art there because you're not doing it for any reason. And as soon as you're like focusing, like, now I'm going to try to do it to get views. Universe like, nah, that's not how it works. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But it's, uh, it's funny how those mistakes or those just those dumb things just become the best things. As a creative, though, do you ever get to like the point where just you have too much stuff you want to make and develop? I mean, because oh, yeah. again, like you want to do all these things. So like it has to be kind of overwhelming in a sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, there is actually last year I was like, fuck it, I'm not doing anything. Last year I was like, I'm just not doing it. There's just so much like it's like I'm trying to do this. I have this story about this treehouse I'm working on. I have a story about like multiple dimensions. I have like all these little things like I they're totally two different like but it's just there's so much. And it's like, oh, I wanna like I wanna write a fishing album. Like <laughs> 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 doing all this stuff and I was like, you know what? I was saying to my wife, I was like, you know what? The you know what would make me happy? Because I was looking at my Instagram. I was like, you know what make me happy? I just want pictures of me building motorcycles. And she's like, what? And I was like, just want to build motorcycles for the summer. She's like, okay, okay, you can do whatever. And I found a motorcycle. And I just started building motorcycles. And so last year was like the year of motorcycles. I was just building and designing motorcycles. And now this year, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> this year, I'm working <laughs> on a script about something else. But it's but it is this weird thing where you just gotta let something go. And you gotta let something go and like just change it up. And like building motorcycles has nothing to do with anything yeah. at all. It's just, but it was so awesome to just take take that vision and just put it somewhere else for a while. Like for no reason either. It's like I'm just gonna sit on it and like zoom around, you know. But I was like, it's still gonna be this thing that's gotta be a you know, it's it's part of me and it's like I'm expressing myself. Did you have like in the back of your head though to like do something else? Like, oh, you gotta write a script right now, or you need to like? No, I didn't even. Like, okay, well, when I was doing when I was doing bikes, it was just bikes. I was just like bikes. That's cool. You're able to turn it off like that. A lot of people they just can't turn that kind of thing off. Like normally, I can't. 
like sometimes it does like it eats at me where I'm like if I'm not working on a script and I'm not auditioning for anything and I'm not taking a class or like doing something I'm like I start I start to go crazy like I I start to really feel like man I I am wasting my life I have done yeah. nothing with my life <laughs> I've done nothing I'm going nowhere what am I doing oh look at all these people that are actually have real jobs real lives <laughs> you know do you feel that way uh, when you go on vacation? Uh, not so much. Not so much. Just hold even go on vacations. Yeah. <laughs> Some people just don't do vacations. Yeah. Not for two years. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, there was a time when I was like all about it. We were like two, three times a year. We'd go somewhere. Yeah. And it's, I really miss that actually. I really, I really miss traveling. Traveling is, Traveling is somewhere I can definitely shut it off while traveling. Oh, that's not even true. I went to Europe and I took my computer and I worked. Yeah. I worked on <laughs> stuff there. Yeah. I think sometimes sometimes it's like I don't even want to. Like I just don't right, want to. Yeah. Like I don't I just want to shut it all off. Like I'll just go fishing. Like I really like fishing. I don't know why. <laughs> I just love it. I just like go out on a boat. I don't even take anyone with me. I just go. Just go oh. and I sit in the boat. Oh, by yourself? Nice. I talk to fish. I'm like, come on, where are you? Where are you? Come on. Are you in here? Ah, there's no one here. I talk to myself out loud. And it's so soothing, right? It's so relaxing. And I don't think about any anything else. I don't think about acting. I don't think about you know filmmaking. I don't think about anything. Although that's also not true because I have a I have a film about fishing and I have a song about fishing. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it is. You're working on a fishing yeah. album. Yeah. I'm working on a fishing album. <laughs> So you, you did mention travel, though. Uh, I know with your role on The Boys, I mean, as Homebagger, you probably could have a pretty lucrative career of just going to conventions and stuff like that. Have you thought about that? That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing, like, I mean, again, like, that all kind of happened during the lockdown. Yeah. And it's like, we're, like, we're only just, you know, uh, releasing, releasing people from their homes. So we'll see what happens. Like, I'm curious. I am curious because that's what people are saying, like, no, like, the boys homebanger like you you can definitely do conventions and i would do them for sure i think it'd be a blast yeah you seem like you would enjoy it a lot yeah. well, i love the fans so much like they're so awesome they get so into it and they're so awesome and it's like uh i did an ama on on reddit and it was so okay. much fun just like, <laughs> it up. like they just ask me questions about you know homebanger oh, what's homebangers this and this and this let's make it up <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, they're just homebagger's <laughs> favorite hot pocket. <laughs> like, yeah, right? They're like, oh yeah, it's uh, definitely bacon and ham, like bacon and <laughs> cheese cheddar. Like they and they they eat it up. They love it, and uh, they know I'm making it up. There, there's no yeah, bad story, but it's so much fun. It's just, um, and it's such a blast. And then that's what made that part so cool. It's just the fans were so much fun. Like I never experienced anything like fans just like. They just loved it. They just loved this character so much. I was like, man, you guys are amazing. You guys made a, a nobody feel like a somebody for like a bit. For a bit. You know? for That's a really bit. cool, man. Yeah, That's it was cool. awesome. Loved it. What else are you working on uh, besides like your, I know you said you're working on a script and like a couple shows and stuff like that. Are, are those like, uh, how close are they to fruition? Uh, it's getting they're they're getting close. We actually had a big table read yesterday. Okay. Uh, we got to actually hear this this all play out, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Are you able to talk about it at all or uh well it's it's so it's it's based off of this world that these guys, the rare so we're working with these guys, the rare Americans, this mm -hmm. band. And uh they came to us a few years ago, a couple of years ago to make a music video for them. 
and we made a music video called uh, Brittle Bones Nikki, which ended up getting like like hundreds of millions of hits, like insane amount of hits. And these guys were like, hey, we got something here. Let's let's make some more animated videos. So we've been making animated videos with these guys for I think two years now. And now we're working on a whole series based on the universe that these guys have created. Okay. Uh, so it's 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 pretty cool. Like the stuff that we're working on is a lot of fun. They got there's two shows that we're working on for them. One of them's pretty dark. The other ones they're both they're both pretty dark, but they're, they're but they're adult. They're adult animation, right? Like, like like what do you mean by like dark? Is it just like like foul language, or are they like dark dark like fucked up shit? No, it's like it's like concepts <laughs> are a little like concepts are are not. I was honestly dark, like not dark as in like, it's just like dark tone. You know what I mean? Okay. So like it's adult, like, more, more adult. Yeah. More adult and not necessarily like super like comedic. Like one of the shows okay. a little bit lighter, like lighthearted, like the jokes are in there and stuff, but it's still dealing with some like social issues and stuff, which is really cool. It's cool to be able to like create something and then like be able to say something as well. And not just like, just like throw stuff out there not stand behind any stuff but like this is interesting because we can take stuff that we're seeing that's happening in the world and like infuse it in there not necessarily like jumping on a soapbox and like well you should do this but it's like hey like this is like an interesting interpretation of of what's happening put that out there for people so it's like it's really cool stuff like it's exciting to write it it's really exciting to write it and, and be a part of that and like you know work on those effects in the world and stuff it's a lot of fun that's awesome yeah, that yeah. sounds cool, man. Big stuff. That's the big stuff that's taking up most of my time right now. <laughs> what was the project you were working with Seth Rogen on? You mentioned it briefly. Uh, it's it's this interesting thing that they're doing. Uh, they work with kids. Like I don't I'm not I don't have all the information of what it is, but it's like they work with kids and like kids uh, write these stories and then they would shoot these these videos with these kids. And because of the because of COVID, they decided to actually do an animated version of this. Okay. But it's it's uh, it's it's got some big it's got some big actors in it. I don't know how much I can talk about that, but it's 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 cool. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's like it's kind of like it's it's socially conscious and you know without again without standing on the soapbox and going, it's it's cool. Like it's cool. I like it. Like I don't necessarily like everything that I work on, but like the last few the last couple of years, <laughs> we've been working on some awesome awesome stuff. Oh man, I worked on so many like show for like preschoolers that i think that's oh yeah that's like it's just not you know what i mean it's not that the shows are bad it's just like you know it's just you're doing a lot of a lot of children's uh children's like cartoons and stuff like that oh my god i worked on so many like what i did like the little people remember the little people yeah like, okay. i did this you remember caillou you know the show caillou yeah. <laughs> i did lipstick for caillou on dope sheets these these are like on paper i would like write down which mouths to use so it looks like he's saying the words on caillou oh my god <laughs> like and Caillou's like, like he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's like really young, uh young kid cartoons, yeah. Oh, and like so young. And like and then imagine it's like I gotta I would have to listen to that frame by frame <laughs> the whole episode. Frame by frame and like break it down. And he's like and I have to like A H mouth, okay, I E mouth, okay, M mouth, okay, M mouth holds for three fell gay. Now this. And Jojo Circus is another one. It's like it's it's fine. It's it's the content is fine. It's just not my thing, you know. Yeah. Celebrity Deathmatch that was fun. <laughs> you know, Gary is demons. If you haven't seen that, like season one was, we did that and that was fucking awesome. That show is so 
it's so much fun that show it's a good time it's a good time all right greg we usually ask one last question of our guest any words of wisdom from someone who wanted to get into the entertainment industry either with visual effects acting animation a i know all those hats you wear anything you wish you would have learned uh, when you're younger or new when you're younger yeah i mean i think it's you got to stick with it. You got to stick with it. Like so many times I started acting, try to act professionally. I did some auditions. I didn't book anything. And I was like, eh, you know what? This is, I don't want to do this. And I would stop. And then I would start again. And then I would stop. And every time I would stop, it would kind of reset the clock. And so the last time I started, which was like in my 30s, I was like, okay, this time I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to like, it's just going to be something that's happening in the background. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to live my life and this is just going to happen. Like, I don't need to quit it. If I'm not booking anything, I don't book anything. Who gives a shit, right? And as soon as I did that and just and just kind of like kept throwing my name in, eventually people started getting to know me and they were like, oh, let's hire this guy. And the same goes for animation. It was just like sticking with it. Like, I just stuck with it for so long that it's like, eventually you meet people and then people become other people. You know, <laughs> sometimes from other people, yeah. but I mean, like, you know, you, you have this one career and then suddenly you switch and someone's like, oh, hey, you know, we used to work with each other there. Well, now I'm running this studio and I want to know if you want to come along and, you know, work there. And it's just about staying. They know you're still in the game. And so they they pull you. They just pull you wherever. Right. So it's it's all about staying power. You just you start and then you just keep doing, you know, make stuff. That's that's really it. You, just, you make stuff. And you just stay, you stay in it. And then smoke weed and work at Celebrity Deathmatch. <laughs> make make something, say something. Yeah. You know, whatever works. You know what I mean? Whatever works. Like, I mean, I wouldn't, if if my daughter was like, hey, you're, you know, I'm going to smoke weed and go to work. I'd be like, don't do that. <laughs> you know? But it's like, I, but at some reason at the, at the time, it was it just worked. the perfect storm. It was like the yeah. perfect storm. I wasn't satisfied with, with what was going on. And it was like, that helped me just focus. It's like I didn't want to chat at work anymore. It's something, yeah, you won't recommend for people, but it worked for you. So like Yeah, it's like some people it's gonna work for. For me, for me at the time it worked. I don't know. Like, you know, I wouldn't do it now. I wouldn't do it now. I'd be way too paranoid. I'd be like, they know. Yeah. <laughs> I get lost in folders. I'd be like, what folder was I working on? And uh which where am I? What am I doing? What am I even doing? You know? I couldn't do it now. Too old, you get paranoid. Yeah, I feel you, man. <laughs> Greg, it's been an absolute blast having you on the podcast tonight. Yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. I enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Where can our listeners find more of you, your work, your websites, all that kind of stuff? Well, I'm on Instagram. You can check me out on on the gram. I'm GD GD Zajac, spelled Z A J A C. That's really it. And then it's just really pictures of me hanging out with my daughter at this point. I'm losing followers. <laughs> I'm losing followers <laughs> because like I'm not posting. I'm not posting home banger stuff right now. It's just mostly my daughter is just being so adorable. Look at my picture of my daughter. Everyone wants to see pictures of my kid. <laughs> but I'm, I promise I'm going to post interesting stuff again one day, guys. So if you want to, you know, follow me there. You, you don't do any of your like uh, animation stuff or any of your editing stuff? On the- yeah, I'm promoting that. Okay. I promote that stuff on there all the time. Right now, like we're, we're kind of just in this point where we're, we're getting stuff prepped every time my, uh, I have something cool to talk about. I boast about it there. Otherwise, it's like you can check out solace solaceanimation.com. I think that I think that's their website. Or you can follow Solace Animation on Instagram as well. Okay. Uh, we're, we're doing that stuff. And rare Americans, rare Americans, 
they're a big part of all this stuff too. That's awesome. And that's my life. That's my life right now. Otherwise, just watch me, watch for me on, watch for me on stuff. I'll be Season stuff. four of The Boys. <laughs> You'll see me on something. I'm doing, I'm, I'm going to be on Titans. I did Titans. Oh, oh I fuck yeah, that. dude. That's awesome. Okay. You might see me on Titans. Are you a uh, Nightwing's uh, porno double? <laughs> oh, put the dick in dick Grayson. <laughs> what a what a typecast yeah like anything i'm on just porn i'm like what am i i'm doing porn in it right yeah okay i play i play a mean uh porno actor yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone knows everyone knows Are you kidding like i can't go anywhere i went on to set once one of my buddies put or one of my buddies was on set and i guess he told people he was like oh yeah home banger's gonna be there and it was on titans it was like it's such a small part of titans but like they put they put like a picture, they said home banger, and they put a picture <laughs> on my trailer, and I was like, I'm never gonna live this down. And like, not that I want to, but then everyone wanted everyone was like, Hey, you're a home banger, what's up? Can you call me a cuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that's the thing. Hey, can you say happy birthday to my dad and call him a cuck? <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, and you can find me on Cameo. I'm cheap, and I'm more than happy to call your dad a cuck. <laughs> or, or, or or wish your mom a very happy birthday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Find me on Cameo. Find me on Cameo. All the money I make goes towards put gas in my truck. Really, it's, it doesn't really go towards anything good. I'll you know what? I'll give some to my my kid for her. There you go. So she doesn't end up like me. <laughs> Yeah, for every cuck I, I call, I call out. Uh, my daughter gets to go to college. <laughs> that's right. That's right. My Cucks for college. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> school. You know, so she doesn't have to. You know, so she's not influenced by weirdos like us. Right. <laughs> yeah, we need we need lawyers and doctors, right? <laughs> Some of us. Yeah. Some. <laughs> but uh, I really yeah. enjoyed talking to you guys. Yeah. Same to you, Greg. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. a good time. All, All right, right, man. Have a good night. Have a good one. Yeah, he was he was he was a great guy. Like I'm, I'm really glad that worked out. Yeah, man, that was fun. That was a good. Hand. Yeah, no, he's he's a very interesting guy. He's all over the place, which is awesome. Just in a good yeah. way, where he's able to do all that creative stuff and everything in between. Not just like writing, but directing and editing and post production, special effects, visual effects, acting, music, like production, like producing. Definitely, uh, like he's he's uh, high in openness to experience. Interesting to see that. Yeah, like, like the way he said it, where like everything was an experience where he would just like learn and like grow and like use that to do his next endeavor and all, and he just kept moving with it. I like how I like how everything is kind of in resonance. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was that was, that was cool. It was a good hang too. Yeah, yeah. The, the homebagger stuff. I'm really glad he embraces it. There's some people yeah, that yeah. were just like, I fucking hate this, this like like stuff like that. But he's, if one more guy asked me to call him yeah. a cuck. God damn it. It was something that you're never really sure with people, but I'm glad he's yeah. just like, yeah, dude, fuck it. This is awesome. Like people know me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't like, you know, I've done all of this other work and yeah. people keep asking me about home banger. I'm not, I'm more than home banger guys. I'm Greg Zajac. God damn it. It's like, uh, like mentioned earlier about like Rob Urban and all. Yeah. And like, just like people always ask me about Donnie Darko and Jackass. He's like, this is like the least impressive thing on my resume. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made a fucking 30 foot spider. You know, I made two. I made two. Yeah, they lost two. The yeah, one. yeah, they lost one. I still came back and I made another 30 foot fucking spider. I, I don't give a fuck about that rabbit. Johnny Knoxville's cool, but <laughs> fuck Steve O. <laughs> you know, he's still drinking back then. It was anyway. That was, that was a lot of fun though tonight. I'm really glad that worked out. Yeah, man. So.
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. If you would like to support the WWSD podcast, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash WWSD underscore podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. What, uh, what role did you play in uh, Titans? Are you allowed to say? Oh, it's like nobody. Like, I didn't even know. It was like crowd number okay. 14 or some shit. It was a lot of fun, though. Yeah. Lot of, I really made the most of whatever I, yeah, I was like, hey, you. <laughs> and the director was like, that's, that was good how you said that. You, you <laughs> gold places. Are you home banger? Are you? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Hey, guys, we got home banger. <laughs> hey, guys, it's home banger. They're like, it's we got home banger. Said, hey, man, come over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.